3: back fuckers to another edition of True truespiracy True Spiracy number 13. Uh, it's an unlucky number. number.
4: 13. No, that's not
3: lucky. It's unlucky. Get the fuck out of here okay
4: well you know so uh yeah, yeah uh Tuesday's tonight number 13, the fourth reich the fourth reich yep. and the incoming incoming uh fourth industrial revolution well we're in the fourth industrial <clears throat> Revo- revolution i'd say the incoming fourth reich whatever whatever doesn't really matter anyway but i'm so excited because it's I- schwab <laughs> yes exactly um i was listening to uh, Chris's show forbidden knowledge news a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, he did, I like a conference and Charlie Robinson gave a presentation on exactly this at the conference. And I was like, Oh shit. Cause we've been talking about doing this episode for a while. And I was like, we, we just haven't had
3: a chance. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read a book, the book. And when I got the,
4: the uh, lens, we have had the book audio book for uh, like three months. So he's full of it. Um, he just never sat down to read it. So, no, anyway. I thought you were reading it. I did read it. Uh, good. I'm yeah. Glad. Anyway, I'm glad um, one of us so did. So, anyway, I reached out to Charlie and, uh, and I asked him if he'd come on, and he graciously accepted. And so uh, yeah. I'll let him educate me on it. How's yes, that that's fantastic.
3: But before we get yeah. to that, really quick, obviously for the Patriots, of course, yep.
4: then they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom.
3: And to the beloved wolf pack and the wolf pack. Woo! So, uh, what up, block, and everybody else that's in here because there's an awful lot of people yep. in here. Uh, what? oh, all right. I was sitting there going, What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird thing like right here and oh, my arm in my armpit The green screen is anyway covering up. Without right any further panel. ado, right. uh, ladies and gentlemen,
4: yeah, welcome Mr. Charlie, Charlie Robinson. Robinson If you're not familiar with his uh, podcast, Macroaggressions, I highly recommend it. It was uh, it was it was one of my first fun kind of open your mind red pill conspiracy theory podcasts. So um, yeah, so welcome to the show, Charlie. How you doing? Good, good, good. to see
1: you guys again. How are you?
4: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, Chris asked me to, he said, can you, you know, you want to do the conference again? And I said, yeah, I got an idea. Would this be too dark? If I, and I sent it fourth Reich or fourth industrial revolution. And he was like, oh, that's going to be just fine for wh- what we're working on here. So I, I was afraid I might, <laughs> I might get a little bit off the rails. He's like, nah, it'll work. And, and I initially had sat down, I was ready to do it. And my power went out like for seven hours, like something blew up down the street. So Chris said, all right, well, we'll push you back. So it wound up being like a late night. uh, You know, he said, you got two hours now to do it. Let's go. And it was a late night session. And I just went and let her rip. And uh, and then that turned out. Then I took, you know, from from his conference, I then took that episode and released it on macroaggressions, uh, Chris said that was fine to do. Uh, let me preface it by saying that. Yeah. And then I put it out and just said, what do you guys, what do you think? Am I crazy to make this comparison? And I had a lot of people get back to me and say, well, I'm really glad you did that because we were kind of thinking, we were wondering the same thing. If this was uh if the, the ties that these maniacs and Davos had were, were, I mean, you know, listen, Klaus Schwab sounds like he's straight out of like the nazi you know ss program so you know it seemed like it might be a little bit too on the nose and so i did some digging and i found out oh well actually his father was working very closely with the nazis and it's not an exaggeration to say that the fourth industrial revolution very well may be the fourth reich so that's where it came from yeah. So, well, so the well, standing, ho-
3: ho- the standing hold on, hold of the on. Fourth Reich. Uh, Where exactly in the Fourth Reich? Well, are hold we? on, hold because- on, hold
4: on. Before we do that, before we get there, let me just preface this real quick. So, last week we did, um, and last week's true conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, you interrupted me, so go I, ahead. I know, because I wanted to kind of give them a little history here. So uh, last week's True Spiracy, we talked about the Vril, um, which, of course, is you know very big in, in the Third Reich and, and all of that. Um, my great-grandmother was Maria Orsic, so I was able to educate people on what actually I'm happened. Your her.
1: great-grandmother was Maria yeah. Orsic?
4: Yeah, I look just like her. That's why my profile picture on Twitter is Maria. So yeah, it's a long, crazy story. Um, but, uh, a- and then my, on the other side, my great grandfather grandfather's King Ludwig, uh, the second of Bavaria that founded the Bavarian Illuminati. So, um, so <laughs> I have two crazy competing bloodlines and my grandfather escaped Germany. He was actually warned by Maria to get out. um, And then he went back and rescued her daughter, my grandmother, and married her. So, and rescued Maria at the same time. Um, So, uh, so anyway, um, but he always told me, he said, this isn't over. They're, they're, they're not gone. They're coming back. Be prepared. You're, you're going to have to fight. And I'd heard the stories growing up. I'd I'd been to the ancestral castle. It's like a little mini castle. Um King Ludwig built them for his mistresses, of which there were many. And I, yeah. And he went from from little mini castle to mini castle all over Bavaria. Um, and and then he ended up contracting syphilis and gave it to his wife and they never had any legitimate did, children deeply uh,
1: and you got little castles everywhere do you blame you know, him?
4: little woodcutters daughters and gypsies and whatnot you know like he just he banged in any, anything he could find yeah uh, so there's a lot of i believe there's actually probably more than than just my family that's the, down the bastard bloodline there but anyway um so so we we didn't this wasn't a big shock right like when I heard your podcast about the fourth Reich and, you know, we've been talking about this honestly for a long time. I actually think that the Nazis won world war two. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. And, uh, and they, because if they had covertly occupied us at that point, we, every single gun toting American would have been on their front porch shooting Nazis, you know, for fun, fish in a barrel. Um, So instead they, they covertly occupied us and they've infiltrated our, you know, at all of our institutions over the last seventy years um, to to be able to get us to the point where we are at right now. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, I
1: think, I think the assumption is that the general public says, "Oh, well, America must have looked at, at what was going on in World War II with these Nazis and been horrified at what they're doing." And my my thought has always been, I think the American government looked at what the Nazis were doing and said, I like what you've done here. Let's incorporate some of this into the way we, I mean, you've managed your people beautifully. They they don't even question you. And I think that the psychopaths that rise to positions of power inside really all governments, but we'll talk about America in in particular. They love that stuff. They, they, They think that this governing business would be so much easier if it wasn't for all these people. You know, all these people that you have to manage, all these dummies that have to vote for you and everything. They love the 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 way the Nazis did that. So there is that old saying that they think that Germany, you know, Germany lost the war, but the Nazis didn't. They got relocated. They got relocated to Argentina, as we know. They got relocated to America in a big way. Yeah. Operation
4: And then paperclip, yeah. New Schwabenland. There's a reason it's called New Schwabenland. First off, hello Klaus Schwab, his father Schwab Schwabenland. Like, yeah, but Schwabenland. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, Schwabenland means
3: land of the father. I know. We have there's a lot of theories about all of this obviously um as you both just went down that rabbit hole one of you said argentina we i i've been to the village in argentina i know exactly they do speak um very very good german uh hint of bavarian in there um pick that up just listening (laughs) to them so i've been there i know it exists um I've also heard of the divers that went off the coast of Antarctica that found all the sunken Nazi ships that uh, were blown up from the inside out, which doesn't make any sense unless you had a huge fucking accident. But you had 26 accidents. Um, Hmm, I, I don't think so. There's something that steps across that line of coincidence or retardation. I like to scale to the other side because I don't think anybody could to fathom everything you'd have to put together that this happened. Um, you would have to be just a little bit fucking crazy. Um, but there on the other side of it, I mean, is there a possibility that they somehow f- have subverted us and, uh, equip themselves in our, you know, put, put themselves in power somehow they're the ones pulling the strings above everybody else. Um, uh, well, I, believe that, yeah, there's a possibility to it. However, I also believe that, uh, there's two things America is really good at one of them in war. How do you know that's going to work? I don't most foreign leaders look around going, you, you don't know if it's going to work. You're going to try it anyway. Yeah. It's kind of what we do in America. It's just our thing. I, I don't know. You can come join us if you'd like. I mean, cause if we, if this works, we win. If this doesn't work well, we're all fucked anyway. We're going to hell. So it don't matter how we get there.
0: Right.
3: Um, the other thing we're really good at is government. Cause if there is one thing I've learned about our government, our government is fucked up from the ground up and it can't get any more fucked up. But if you want a country that will destroy its own government faster than anybody else, uh, I've always said that America will sit there and say, hey, hold my beer because we're going to give it our own shot and we're going to fuck it up even better than anybody else could think. So is there a possibility that there are Germans or Nazis, not Germans, uh, they're just Nazis above us somewhere controlling what we do, how we do it and when we do it? Um, That is a possibility. However, I also
4: believe that we are well more than capable
3: of fucking up our own government.
1: Oh yeah, we don't
4: need the Nazis to help us do that. Thank you. The reason I brought Charlie on the show though is because he he brings the receipts. Well, that's so. why. Well, <laughs> so we
1: yeah, to- but but you know the not the Nazis did have you know when when the war starts to wind down and it becomes quite obvious, you know, they're getting they're getting Germany's getting it from both ends. And and so it becomes all right, well, let's be strategic about this? Do we want to just drop a big bomb on them and wipe them all out? Or, you know, do we want to cherry pick some of these people for ourselves? Now the the misconception I think in America is that America was like very enthusiastic about getting involved in World War II and all this stuff. We were not. We were not. We parachuted in for like the last year and a half. I mean we were not we we got involved on in the on the side of of Great Britain in exchange for patents and technology that they gave us, they bought us, they bought our way into it. We know about allowing uh, the Japanese to strike Pearl Harbor. That's now been declassified. So there's a lot of myth surrounding World War II. And of course, part of that myth, it has to do with our relationship with the Nazis. You know, they're the bad guys. They're awful. They're terrible. And look, what they did was 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 insanity, of course. But But the people at the very top, We're great at getting things done. Now say, you know, you can, you can criticize their methods. And and, and of course there's plenty of criticism to go around, but if you're the American government and you have no, you're sociopaths at your core, you see that and you go, all right, well, these guys are way ahead of us on rocket technology. The V1 and the V2 are Light years ahead of where we are. They're working on something called the Der Glocken. Uh, we're trying to figure out that. We don't know what Red Mercury is. They seem to know how it works. The guys that we've interrogated say that they're getting information from other dimensions, other entities, and things like that. That sounds like something we should probably get to the bottom of. So it does make sense in a psychopathic way for the American government to take a look at those high ranking Nazis and think that they're worth more to them alive than dead. So that's of course what happened through Operation Paperclip. They came in, they took over and they, they started in large part our rocket program, which turned into NASA. So when people start to talk about, you know, um, the NASA program, it's like, it, it is not an, not at all an exaggeration to say that NASA was started by Nazis. It it was started by Nazis. L. Ron Hubbard, the Scientologist was involved. I mean, there were some some weirdos that were involved in the starting of NASA. So we're already off on the wrong foot there. Disney, right? What's that?
4: Wasn't Disney involved in the start of NASA?
1: Walt Disney was in that group. He was friends with that group, the Suicide Squad. Jack Parsons, who started JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, Um, L. Ron Hubbard was involved in that, um, um, Melina was involved in that whose son wound up later marrying, um, one of the Maxwell's, one of Robert Maxwell's daughters. Um, you know, so there's a lot of fuckery surrounding the beginnings of NASA and our rocket program in general. And that before
3: we, yeah. Before we continue going, real quick, because I've got to know this now because you brought it up. You opened the door to <laughs> this line of questioning, therefore I have to ask the question. So, where exactly do you stand on the Earth being flat or round?
1: I, I will say this. I have, I have. A fr- <laughs> David Weiss is a friend of mine. He's a big time. He's a big time flat earther. We've had him. On. Yeah. You've had him on. Okay. And 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 I and I've done. Many shows with with David and Jaron. In fact, we did a show a couple of years ago. They said we want to. They said, "Would you be open to this? You're kind of skeptical of the flat Earth model, but you're reasonable and and you're not like a dick, <laughs> you know." So, like, can we can we bring you on? as the skeptic and you just prepare a bunch of questions for us and we'll work through it in a respectful way. And I said, absolutely. Sure. Let's do it. And we did it. We had a really great, uh, conversation where I, I had questions and I, but I, but I also, I, I let them know at the beginning of this interview, let me, I said, let me just be clear. And they knew this, but I said, I don't trust NASA at all. Okay. I don't trust those people. They're started by Nazis. I have, I have a problem with it. Uh, everything that they show us is a lie. I've got a big chapter in the back of my octopus of global control book detailing the lies of NASA. So I don't trust anything about these people. So would it, would I put it past them to fake this? Yes. I, I, I think that they would do it. I always got hung up on the why, why would they do it? Like, why, what's the point? I, I don't know. Maybe there's some reason. So I went into that interview with them being, you know, cool and respectful and having these questions and everything. And like a year maybe a year and a half later, David said, Hey, I was at the flat earth convention. And I go, of course you were. Um, and, and he said, and we won an award and I go, who won an award? He goes, you, me and Jaron. And I was like, we won an award. He's like, yeah, yeah. He said, we won best interview. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, your interview with us won the best interview, best, best interview, whatever of the year. And I was like, do I get a trophy for that? And he's like, no, but I get a trophy for
0: it. (laughs) So so.
1: My relationship with the flat earth people is this. I think they make really good points. I mean, I think there's some points that they make that I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it would blow, it would, it would simultaneously blow my mind if that was true. And also not totally surprised me just due to the amount of lying that's going on. Um, And I also had to confess though, that once I start to get into these discussions with David, I really need to go back and retake geometry because a lot of the equations that they're dusting off, you know, I haven't, I haven't really been involved in since I was like 16 years old. I, I, you know, he's like, well, if you do this equation, I was like, if you say so, man, it's been a while. So (laughs) I, I I'm, I'm open, I'm open to it, but I don't, I mean, I'm open to, it. like, I, I, like, I like to get, I like to think about the possibilities of that or hollow earth or stuff like that, but I don't have any sort of evidence. I don't have enough evidence to say that they're, I, I don't have enough evidence to say that they're absolutely completely wrong either. So I'm just, I'm sort of in the, in the middle of like, I'm not sure.
4: Yeah. I hear you. I, personally, I think the Earth is flat, hollow, and round all at the same time. So maybe, um, you know, like.
1: <laughs> I mean, look. I've done. I've You're done. just like a whore for fucking conspiracies. You can't I've, pick one and show any loyalty <laughs> to it. i not have BMT to know that you, you know, it, anything's possible. Well, I, I,
3: the way I look at it is, uh, the, trust me. I used to be a global. I used to be a glober. I used to believe that the we lived on a globe. And then I started watching, uh, it started with like, I was looking for uh, gun porn and I came across this uh, Instagram account. And normally you go on Instagram, you can find people building different weapons and whatnot and shit. And I was like, I you get some good ideas. You're like, oh, that's a great idea. And you're like, oh, that's a really shitty idea. And then you're like, um, then I, I came across this AR Customs Inc uh, webpage. And I, I just it's like, here are customs ink. I'm thinking, well, that's gonna be really good gun porn. And so I start flipping through, and like the first couple of pictures are guns. And then all of a sudden, this guy just starts dropping flat earth bombs and all sorts of other bombs, some of which I already agreed with. Uh, the NASA theory, I completely am with you on NASA. Uh, tell me something. Can anybody else explain this to me? When you look at the Bezos pictures, why is there a NASA emblem in all the, the Bezos pictures if Bezos is the one that's going outer space? Just asking. Uh-huh. That's really fucking weird if you ask me. Why is NASA's emblem in Bezos pictures? It should be just, like, maybe an Amazon emblem would make more sense, but NASA? I was like, nah, see, there's something going on here.
4: But they did mm-hmm. let him build a giant cock rocket, so that's
3: something. Um <laughs> I thought it was just Mr. Evil <laughs> or so perfect e. though, isn't it?
4: so perfect. I was like, "Wow, compensating much, <laughs> really?"
3: Uh. So, that was my like my not my first clue, but it was just one of many I've seen, but the 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 initial argument is the moon landing. I've always thought the moon landing was fake. I have never ever thought. I saw way back in 1984. Uh, on PM magazine, when that used to be air on channel two or three on Sunday nights at like 8 p.m., some dude like destroyed the whole fact that NASA went to the moon. And one of his biggest things was there's a burnt in cross on all the lenses of all the cameras, and there was equipment. In front of that cross and that is just something i have never ever been able to unsee once you see that it's just like yeah i can't unsee that and you see a box right in front of that cross you're like hold the fucking phone if that's in the lens there's no way that that could be like that and i was like oh,
1: I, faked all that stuff I, yeah, I, fake I, don't, all.
3: I don't believe any of that but then when they got to the when and you know who faked it the Nazis. The Nazis. Well, I know they're all part of it because <laughs> how many of those scientists did we steal from concentration camps and bring back here to the US?
1: As many as we could get our hands on.
3: Thank you. And that is a wide known thing. Even the military's talked about it. We've talked about the scientists we brought back. Um, well, we split if, it with the
4: Russians. If you saw
3: yeah. Apollo 13, that is the the name of the scientist, Hans... Uh, I'm trying to remember the last his last name. That is exactly... Um, Gugelfeld, I believe, was his whole name, and when you see it, and he comes in and he greets the astronaut, uh, what's his name, um, who Tom Hanks was playing, um, Lovell, James Lovell, or Jim Lovell, and he's seating him in the seat, and he's talking to him he was a fucking german scientist that he was one of the first guys that developed the v2 uh the v2 engine uh not the the actual rocket itself but the v2 engine and if you knew what the v2 was capable of you also knew that that's where we got our idea for intercontinental ballistic missiles because (laughs) hey now we've got an engine not very long after that did we have an icbm so there's a lot right. of shit that spawns off of those Germans coming here very early on.
0: Yeah.
1: The difference in the V1 and the V2 had to do with the... the um...
3: Well, his fuel mixture was one of them. And then the other thing was the, uh, the engine, the capacity of the engine and how long it could carry the rocket. Yeah. Because Hitler said he wanted to touch Britain. And then after the US got involved in the war, he said, I want to be able to touch the United States. And they developed the V two, and the V two had an engine that would carry the rocket clear over into U S territory.
1: Yeah, and And it was and had a better guidance system too. The V ones were like lighting off bottle rockets that sort of went wherever you sort of aim them. Like, well, U K is over there. Let's just go for it and see where it goes. But the V two really sort of developed. I mean, there look there's there are historians that have a deep understanding of what was really going on in World War Two that said. You know, if you'd given the Germans six more months, it would have been a whole different story. They were working on some legendary stuff there. They were working on flying wings that look like stealth fighters. They were working on the Der Glocken, the Nazi bell. They were working on all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, maybe some uh, off world type of technology there's there's rumors of that but you know again that the the people that helped build up that german war machine some of them were guys like klaus schwab's father who was based in switzerland and who was building you know not the most glamorous he wasn't building warheads he wasn't building missiles he wasn't building bullets he was building mundane machinery but the type of machinery that you needed in order to uh get the nazi war machine off the ground you know and keep it going so it was you know ball bearings and 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 these sorts of industrial type products but necessary products and because they were they were just sort of on the border in switzerland but they were just sort of on the border on the other side of germany they were, they were essentially protected. So they didn't, they never got, they never suffered any damage during the war. They were able to just keep churning all this stuff out. And that was Klaus Schwab, who was two at the time, you know, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, um, a participant in the war, but his father was, his father was, in fact, uh, Escher West, the the company that he ran uh, was, was deemed like a a Nazi, I forget the the exact designation. I don't have my notes in front of me, but it was essentially designated like a great Nazi, like an example of the perfect Nazi corporation, like better housekeeping seal stamped right on it, you know? And, and that was his father's uh, company that he ran, didn't own it, but he ran it. And then, Oh, then after world war II ended, Klaus Schwab went off to all of the, you know, to, to the schools where you go to get taught the globalist mindset, you get sent to, um, to Columbia and you go to the John F. Kennedy school of government and you are tutored in that by Henry Kissinger and the dude who started the pilgrim society. You know what I mean? So it's like you're, you, you start to get molded by some very dangerous people. And once your education is done move you back move him back into that corporation that his dad was running now he's running it and what are they involved in oh they're you know their cover story is they we're making all these really boring machinery parts and that's true they were they are you know that's what they were making um but they were also making the centrifuges for nuclear uh fission and they were selling that to South Africa and and the reason why South Africa has their nuke program is because of Klaus Schwab so this is a dangerous guy. Just that alone makes him a dangerous guy. But he has much bigger ambitions than just, than just being involved in some nuclear part for some nuclear program in some shithole country, you know, according to whoever. So that's not enough for him. He's got the ambition of, we're going to put this network together. And the World Economic Forum was started in 1971. And, and it, was, it was heavily influenced by Maurice Strong who was the godfather of global warming a Canadian billionaire who was also brought up he was brought up by the rockefellers so he's a rockefeller alumni brought in to work for the united Na- for the rockefeller foundation in 1947 i think um a- as a 17 year old and then put through the system so you've got all these sort of globalist guys converging at the world economic forum with kissinger Klaus Schwab, Maurice Strong, David Rockefeller. It's like a who's who of psychopaths. It's like the Bond villain table, uh, the we- round table with all those maniacs there. That's the that's the beginnings of the World Economic Forum. Yeah. William Soros was there as well. We, yeah. yeah it, if you yeah, that I'll say that group. I, th- I feel like it's it's important for people to remember it's like you don't have to be a member of one or the other. You can be both. You can be United Nations, Rockefeller, and you can be World economic Forum, which is which is you know Schwab it, in the Venn diagram, there's a lot of overlap. you know, there's a lot of people that are in both of those groups and others other groups. so so but that's the. That's the plan to bring in, you know, the World Economic Forum's job is to bring in the corporation component to this, to really get all of these big multinational global corporations that already have interlocking boards of directors, but to get them all involved and say, well, listen, we're planning this new version of the world and governments are fine because governments need to be in charge to a certain extent, but the whole thing doesn't work unless we've got the business component set up. You guys want to be in on this? And these corporations are like, A, do we have a choice? And B, hell yes, we want to be involved in this because we're going to make a trillion dollars.
0: So especially yay.
1: When you cut off all of our competition and we're essentially the company store and you want to do universal basic income with central bank digital currencies that are programmable so that you can set them to only work where? At the stores that you want them to work at? Yeah, that corporation is going to want to be in on the inside, yeah. not on the outside of that. So that that's the sort of thing that we're, we're looking at. We're looking at the business component of the world. The World Economic Forum is the business part of this one world government. And they're they're bringing in a ton of technology partners. They're bringing in a lot of venture capital firms that have now have ties to them. They're incubating a lot of companies and growing them so that they can be much like their Young Global Leaders program, where they incubate these psychopaths and then place them in different bo- you know different cabinets around the world. They're doing the same thing with venture capital. They're bringing in VC firms from Sand Hill Road in Palo Alto, and they're saying um, work with us. We'll get you some money too. And we need things that are like AI. We need, uh, self dripping vaccine pills that you, you, or shot, you know, patches that just drip medicine. Telemedicine is a big thing. Um, you know, we we're partnering with DARPA. We want to, we want robot dogs with machine guns on them. Like the craziest shit you've ever thought of the craziest black mirror stuff, the world economic forum is already working on it. And well that, so that's that, kind of yeah. where we go. So people are like, well, you know, is this really a bad guy? Is Klaus Schwab really a bad guy? He's he's more of a bad guy than you could possibly imagine. He's probably at this current moment, I'd say right now, that his group is the most dangerous group in the world.
3: All right. Yeah, I, uh, not much. Uh, I can't argue <laughs> with that. So if I could find an argument, I would have already argued. With uh, yeah,
1: yeah. He, it's he, not to say that there aren't other dangerous groups. I want to be clear, but these guys, like it's one thing if the three of us just went and got high and talked about how like we were going to enslave the whole world and wouldn't it be crazy if we did all this stuff? And then the morning, you know, we'd wake up and we'd go to our regular lives and we'd never be able to make that happen. These guys have those crazy thoughts, and also have the ability to make it reality. That's what's scary because they've got the media involved in controlling them and silencing some parts. They've got tech, all the big tech companies are tied to them. They've got the banks. they've got they've got um social media. They've got the ability to really do this. So that's what makes them the most dangerous is that not only are they, you know a, a, a wretched, hive of villains and scum, you know, that they're they're also wealthy and super powerful and really well connected. So and for those that don't know, like when we say World Economic Forum, we're talking about the the party called Davos the, in the city, Davos in Switzerland, which is where Klaus Schwab lives, right? And that event that's actually currently happening right now that they're planning for this coming week, Davos is taking place, the 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 big event that is the world economic forum, you know? And, and if, in if you're just like a casual observer, it sounds like a bunch of billionaires getting together to network and figure out how they can make their businesses more efficient or run better or make connections. Or it's like a trade show for billionaires.
4: I and, bet they and, have really good
1: swag. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you get really good stuff. I mean, you should, if you're paying like $36,000 a ticket, but And there is that, you know, of course that is happening. All those things that I said, those are all, those, those are happening at Davos, but then there's the post-party, there's the meeting after the meeting, you know, and that's where they really get it down, get down to business with that certain group. And they talk about where, where things are going, not because they have a crystal ball, but because they're going to make them go that way. And this is what we're doing. And we're, we're pivoting. You know, that's why when, Project Veritas catches that undercover guy at CNN and they go, You know, we're really going to just pivot to climate change from now on. You go, Aren't you supposed to be the news? Aren't you supposed to just report whatever the most current thing is? It's like, No, it's scheduled. What they're going to, we're going to pivot to climate change. So you go to Davos, what are they saying? Well, in four years, we're going to pivot to COVID. And then from that, we're going to pivot to central bank digital currencies. And then, you know, it's all scheduled, it's all written out. So so that's what's going on at these meetings. They're very dangerous, and um, and I think that the the more that people are aware of what of, of who's there and what they're talking about, the the better off we'll be at trying to to prevent some of this from maybe happening.
4: Yeah, we had uh, James Roguski on on Thursday, um, and uh, talking about the amendments because you know that the, the WHO treaty is really the distraction, you know. It's it's never going to pass, It ha- would have to be authorized by Congress and the Senate, and it'll be after the midterm elections. And there's there's no way it's going to pass. They know that it's a it's a distraction. It's the amendments that are being voted on for the treaty that's already been passed. So they just they just need to be voted on by Abe Lincoln, and uh, and off we go. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's the you know the who about to try and steal our sovereignty, um, which of course the who is just a, a arm of the W E F they're all connected. It's all the same people. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's it, crazy, but uh, there's it, something. Whenever
1: you see the wor- whenever it's a world, something or other, it's code for world government. You yeah. know, it, that's what it is. That's, that's they've, they've always wanted this. That's why, that's why it's not such a stretch when you, when I make this sort of proclamation that like, what if it's the, what if the fourth industrial revolution, which is what the world economic forum wants to make happen? I'll go into that in a second. What, what if that is the fourth Reich? Well, what did the third Reich want? They wanted ideal ideological purity and they wanted to take over the world. Well, they, they couldn't take over the world. They didn't have the technology, the resources, the planning. They were, Busy fighting actual wars and impossible to take over the world, but that same mentality has carried forth, you know. And I would suggest that it's not unique to the Nazis or the World Economic Forum. It's just sort of the Romans did it, you know. All these, you start to get a little success, and you think, well, what if I just never stopped? What if I just kept going and took over everything? The problem is with the World Economic Forum and these guys because of the globalism that's connected up already that the Nazis didn't really have and, and the connectivity of the digital age, we are in a position where it is now for the first time ever possible that they could put together a one world government because of the new, because of the avail- availability of the technology to do so. Now I don't think they're going to be successful, but, but I think that they, at least now it, it's a possibility. I mean, the Nazis could say, well, we wanted to take over the world, they were never going to be able to do it, but, but that that mentality is like, well, let's try it again. Let's not fight actual wars; that's too messy and and, and it's too obvious. Let's just slowly start to link up their governments and connect them all together through, you know, these globalist uh, United Nations. We're just uniting nations into a one, you know, into a kumbaya stuff. Like, no, 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 you're building a world government. This is what you're doing. So they they've decided to do to do it the corporate route, take over the world through the corporations instead of overtly through the military. You can't control 8 billion people with guns, but you can control them through banking. And that's the direction that they've decided to go. So that's what makes them the most dangerous is that they don't need to have a world army. They just need to be able to make you starve to death if they need you to
3: and that it's crazy that you just said that because you know the little bit i did read from this ridiculous sick piece of shit um book
1: you didn't have the a decency to at least do a little something with the cover you just left it white with a bl- <laughs> that, well no he put
3: like, it's weird it's like a tree with like wi-fi uh with like wi-fi emblems all over it it's like a gold tree with like wi-fi emblems how weird it is weird, but what's even crazier, right? Is the little bit I did get to read of it. Um, and I found this really interesting. This was right off in the introduction and I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. All right. I've seen crazy shit. I've seen people just like, this is like a really bad James Bond film. This is like, Hey, look, I'm going to give you the plot to the movie and the first five minutes. And within the first five minutes, this is what we hear from this retard. We have yet to grasp and th- grasp fully. The speed and breadth of this new revolution. Consider the unlimited possibilities of having billions of people connected by mobile devices, giving rise to an unprecedented unprecedented processing of power, storage capabilities, and knowledge access. Or think about the staggering uh Confluence of emerging technology breakthroughs covering a wide ranging fields such as artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, the internet of things or IOT autonomous vehicles, 3d printing, nanotechnology, biotechnology, materials, science, energy storage, and quantum computing to name a few. That was within the, that's the second paragraph of the introduction. He continues on. He, he, he feels, well, I haven't given you enough of my plan. Let me give you just a little bit more. <laughs> While the profound uncertainty surrounding the development and adoption of emerging technologies means that we do not yet know the trans- transformations driven by the industrial revolution will unfold. Their complexity and interconnectedness across sectors imply that the stakeholders of the global society and governments, business and academia, and civil society have a responsibility to work together to better understand the emerging trends. So I was thinking about that and I'm just like, okay, so there's a lot of emerging trends, but he almost mandates that people have to work together with technology and you must, you must comply under my orders. And then it gets even worse above all the, this book will emphasize the ways in which technology and society must coexist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a maniac. Um, There's a theme that you'll hear in with whatever the challenge, whatever the the thing, maybe it's COVID, maybe it's hunger, whatever these concepts are. This is a problem that's just too big for one country to solve. We're going to need a global problem requires a global solution they're always whenever you start hearing that whether it's climate change or the war in in, in Ukraine or or hunger you know food scarcity or whatever they're always going to say once you start to hear that the only way this is a problem that's bigger than just one of us we're all going to need to come together that's code for world government that's that is like bells should be going off they always always talk about that now what the fourth in what Klaus Schwab is 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 talking about at his core is a concept called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And that's why I titled my thing Fourth Industrial Revolution or Fourth Reich. The third industrial revolution is what we're currently living through right now, which is computers, computer chips, and internet and things like that.
3: Mass production. Uh, com- yeah, computing, mass production, and uh communication
1: communications, yeah, yeah. something to do so about. major advances from like what we had before, you know what he wants, he's saying, well, it's time, it's time for us to move into this fourth industrial revolution, and we're gonna go from you know steam powered to this to that you know to to blending man with machine that's at its core. That's what the fourth industrial revolution is, transhumanism, the blending of man with machine. That's not conspiracy theory. That's not my opinion on what it is. That is what they say it is. That's what the fourth industrial revolution is, transhumanism. That's what they want. So it's not, you don't have to waste any time with in an argument with someone saying, well, I don't think that's really what they mean by that. No, no. They're the one defining the term and they're saying that that's what the fourth industrial revolution is. It's transhumanism. So do you want to have a microchip implanted in your brain? Now they're going to do what any good salesperson would do. they are going to sell the benefits. Oh, look, I mean, you could just access your, your bank account like this, or you wouldn't need passwords anymore. Or you could just touch your forehead and open your garage door or what benefits, 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 right? that, that. meanwhile, they're, they're trying to infiltrate us with technology in the, through these MRNA vaccines. Again, that's just what is going on. They have that technology. The technology isn't good as a vaccine. It's good for something else.
3: And in the first two chapters of this book, they must've mentioned nanobots over 40 times already.
4: Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. also talk about um, one of the, well, they, there's a couple of problems that they address in here. One of the problems is that as we get more connected te- to technology, we lose our social abilities, right? Uh, the ability to interact with people, to look people in the eye, shake their hands, social communications, you know, one-on-one communication,
3: interpersonal but,
4: communication. Exactly. Yeah. But but they they presented the uh, the solution to that problem is okay. to implant a chip. A, um, a biometric, uh, basically a phone and, it, it, you know, it, it will enable you to better communicate your thoughts to someone else. And at some point, even your feelings based on them monitoring your, your brain patterns. You mean like words?
1: Yeah. Funny, exactly. They're, they're, they're funny that they're, they're always trying to limit the words. You can say they're trying to remove them. Did you know the house of representatives in the summer of 2021 made it illegal to say about 30 different words that are used to describe the family. Mother, father, husband, son, daughter, brother, grandfather, grandmother, aunt, uncle. You're not allowed to say those in the House of Representatives anymore. You can't say those words anymore.
4: Well, Nancy Pelosi got drunk like five minutes later and said it anyway, but she was drunk, <laughs> so no one cared. <laughs> it's
1: it's just, it's, it's once you... You know, once you get, (laughs) I saw this really great meme. It was a picture of Klaus Schwab dressed as uh, I'm assuming Emperor Palpatine. And it said, if only there was some way to tell who the very, really, really bad guys were, you know, it was just this picture of, I mean, it's so there's part of me that just feels like are they fucking with us? Like it's so on the nose to have a Klaus Schwab character who has the German accent and all that. And you're like, like this is right out of the movies. Is, are they, or is it like a nod to us or is it like, they just you don't know, care don't anymore? Know,
3: like, Hey, you know, you know, we're fucking with you. Like,
1: like if that's what it is, credit where credit is due. I will get, I will, I will, Okay, you guys are. I, I appreciate your sense of humor. We're still gonna stop you from taking over the world because you guys are maniacs. But, but the fact that you threw a little, you know, you, you made the you made the villain straight out of the James Bond movies. You know, I guess I can kind of appreciate your I, I sense mean, of humor. The
3: one where he uh, confronts his brother uh, Specter, and they're sitting at that table. And it's all dark and like, you can't see anybody's faces yet. You hear the like 12 that are talking around the table. And then all of a sudden this dude gets wheeled
1: in and it's just like, shh, everybody like hushes.
4: Oh, they right. filmed a Bilderberg group meeting.
1: Yeah. that's right. what I think it, it was <laughs> committee at 300. Yeah. It's that, it's
2: that, um,
1: How, you know, you, it's only, it's only hidden to the extent that people want to search for it. Because they're, otherwise it's presented to us as science fiction and, and it, and yet so much of that is actually happening.
4: Yes. Well, and we, we say this a lot, but they have to tell us what they're doing because if we do nothing about it, then we're complicit and they're absolved of guilt. Yeah. Um, so cosmic
1: karmic yeah. law, uh, uh, the Marxist credo is- that they, okay. uh, that they, uh, you know, adhere to. So I guess, Maybe they they have some integrity in some weird way. I just it's a it's a mentality I can't connect with uh, to be this destructive. You know, there's a there's a theme that runs through all of these organizations, be it the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, Bilderberg, Committee of Three Hundred, uh, Tavistock, all these groups. They all at their core, it might not be the primary focus, but at their core, they serve to depopulate the planet. And it sounds like insane conspiracy theory. Crazy people talk the first time somebody says that to you. And then you go to prove them wrong and you find out that, in fact, they're all involved in depopulation agendas. And you go. Well, they. They always well, have been. That's the theme. When you've got the one world government, you also simultaneously are depopulating.
4: So this, there's a, there's a part in here under economy called aging. This was another issue that they brought forth in this book It said the world's population is forecast to expand from 7.2 billion today to 8 billion by 2030 and 9 billion by 2050, which on a tangent, I think is complete bullshit because Based on the population of the world after uh, supposedly the population of the world right after the um the Spanish flu, every single person on the planet from then until now would have had to have eight children in order for us to be at seven point two billion in two thousand
1: and sixteen. So I would say that because I I jokingly said like on Twitter one day, like, how do we know that there's seven plus billion people on the planet? Like honestly, how do we know? Yeah, we're taking this information from government numbers and statistics. Like, I don't trust government numbers or on anything. Why would am I supposed to believe them on population? They they they're super interested in depopulating that. I'm sure. So I am I'm 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 convinced that somebody knows what the number is because. They've deemed it to be too high or whatever, but I'm just curious. I wonder what the real population is. Cause like, like as an example of something just as preposterous is that you, you notice that they shrink the size of Africa on maps. Did you know that Yes, Africa is like so huge that they never give it the true size. Why do we do that shit? That makes me insane. It makes me think like, if you're hiding the size of Africa for some dumb reason, what else are you hiding? Everything. How about everything?
0: The The earth is flat. The
1: earth is flat. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you can very easily go. They they go, well, earth is flat is ridiculous. Is it then? Is it really it if you're lying about the size of Africa? Is are, is it lying about the shape of the planet? Is that unreasonable to think that that you might lie about that? So I get I yeah. I hear where you're coming from on that. Do there's you, some do you, where I just I just say I don't have. Do you I don't have an answer for
3: that? Do you remember in school? And you know I just thought of this the other day, and ma- mainly because uh, I, there's like 11 years I can't remember whatsoever, and. <laughs>
4: I very a, well, traumatic head injury. So, very
3: well could have been be, because I was fucking retarded, but that's immaterial. Um, wait, wait. <laughs> the, the bigger point is that, died. um, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> um, the bigger point is I remember in school, and I don't know if you remember this, but I remember in school when they told it, taught us about the moon landings, right? If you remember the moon landings, um, they were, in a race with the Russians who could get to the moon first. If you remember cosmonauts, they put a monkey in space before we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. They, they were beating our asses until 1961, 1961 pff, Apollo 11 goes Whoop. and we put people on the moon, Neil Armstrong, uh, Buzz Aldrin. And um, what's his nuts? The other guy I can never remember because he stayed in the command craft and didn't do anything really important. Right. He was kind of like the extra um, where, you know, they went up and they came back and they were our heroes. And, um, I remember being taught that if it didn't work, we were still going to go ahead and tell the Russians that we landed on the moon and that it was okay because we would win the race. And I, I, I think to myself now about that. And it, if you think about it with what you just said about everything else about them lying about so much shit, what are the possibilities that all of that was a lie and their way to conceptualize that lie to America was to teach us as kids that, Hey, it's okay if we lie about this because we're beating the Russians.
1: Uh, I listen, have you, you've seen, um, you've seen the video of them coming back from the moon. Michael Collins is the third guy you're talking about. The three of them are at that table and they're all sitting there like this. I've described that scene as looking like a hostage situation.
3: Like, like they were going to get shot if they said something that did not meet the narrative that they were trying to display.
1: Yes. Now, altering, I, I fully altering. recognize that that is, there is no, I have no proof of anything. Just, I just submit you, I submit to the general public, watch that video of the three of them sitting at that press conference after they've just completed the most outstanding achievement in the history of human beings they come back and they look like hostages there's not a smile there's not a laugh there's not they look scared they look
4: there's, like they take, look like they're being held yeah. hostage Fifth Avenue, like seriously, tick, ticker tape parade, like you know.
3: They did eventually get one, but mm-hmm. it didn't happen till much after that that interview. They and,
4: all became alcoholics.
3: Yeah, Buzz Aldrin. He was sitting there telling an eight year old, "No, we we never did that."
1: I saw it. I ballet parked Buzz Aldrin's car thirty years ago when I lived in Laguna Beach. That's awesome.
3: That guy. I'm like that dude is so honest about it though, and I'm like, I, I'm like,
1: okay, he's he out. Bart Sabrell, though, man, he fucking.
0: <laughs> when, when
3: when you see that though you think to yourself okay he's got to get killed after this and he didn't I, get killed it's like holy shit you didn't get killer how did you survive
1: yeah i mean it's disappointing because like i want to believe it i just you're just gonna have to give you know they're just gonna have to give me better evidence and then i've got you know like i eviscerated nasa in my octopus book and i brought all the quotes from from uh br- uh uh kelly what's his name who is running the operation there and and um oh gene kelly yeah yeah the, and all, all of these all of the guys that are currently running the nasa operation uh Stelzer over there and and i just showed their own words and in their own words they con they're contradicting themselves they're saying we can't we 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 have to figure out how to get through the van Allen radiation belt uh, before we can send people that far into space and we you know the orion ship has to figure out this shielding problem it's like well well, how did we get through it seven times there and seven times back then
4: we so, forgot we the, lost that technology oh, really? oh, oh, oh. so i i, none, I of it, none
3: of it fits i mean it's I, like i got in touch with a, a friend an old old friend of mine and uh he still happens to work where he works and he told me He said, do you know what the biggest problem is right now with us creating, recreating the way we landed on the moon? I said, no. I said, America's dying to know because why can't we do it? What do we forget all of a sudden? He said, no, we can't uh, make the rocket. Apollo 11 had five individual basic booster rockets that we put on the space shuttle. You have to remember the space shuttle has its own ignition source. It has its own engine on it, but the two booster rockets, which is what propels you into essentially outer space. It gets you above the stratosphere is apparently where the problem is right now, because the Apollo missions had a rocket that had five separate engines, individual engines that would fly the rocket into outer space. And then the actual Apollo craft had its own engine. What they called a Mercury one, which I always thought was a weird name that they called the engine inside the Apollo craft Mercury one, but we'll get to that later. Um, so he said what he is stating right now is they cannot put together the same rocket that they had in 1969. And they have all the plans. They have all the directions of how they did it. And the reason that they can't do it. The biggest reason is the German scientist who wrote it all down, did it in his own hieroglyph. so he has his own language on there that like they can't his own decipher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, what do you you, 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 what do you expect? You bring Nazis in. They're going to do Nazi
3: shit. That's right. So I just thought it was interesting oh. because this guy just reached out to me like, within the last two weeks. And I, I hadn't called him back. I called him back earlier today and he started in with, you know, how how it was going and all this other shit. And then he said, yeah, I was listening to your podcast. I was like, Oh shit. You know about that? He's like, yeah. He's like, um, he, by the way, let me clue you in on something because I happen to be a part of it here. We cannot rebuild it. We do not have, we don't have the, we just can't wrap our heads around the language.
4: See, Mick grew up in the military industrial complex. Literally, his dad was a general, he did 21 years in the service. He was special forces, like super secret, squirrely shit, and military intelligence. He's got all kinds of sources and friends and all kinds of odd places. So, we get great information. yeah, so So uh, when I heard
1: get, it get 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 one of those TR3B pilots to contact us. How about that? <laughs> I want to see I want I want I want one of those to say, "All right, you want to go for you want to go for a ride? We'll come take you for a ride one of these nights."
3: <laughs> On a TR3B. I'm trying to think of the aircraft. TR Triangle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's one of those. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 yeah, oh.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I know what you're talking about. Yeah. United States spaceship. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like an all C and I.
1: Yes, it does. As a matter of fact.
4: <laughs> you mean the ones that fly up out of the the um, underground they actually, in Antarctica? No, they fly out of uh,
3: a little place that I have dubbed Area 49. <laughs> it's not Area 51. It's Area 49. Sandenburg? It was. No, oh fuck no, no. This is in the middle of uh, Death Valley. Uh, literally, I was I got sent out to Fort Irwin, California, and I was doing this OC bit where I was driving around watching dudes jump in and stuff, and I tell people, "Hey, you're dead." You know that where the army does their desert warfare training, mm-hmm. so driving up this one road and this one road on the map, it just all of a sudden goes on the map. It goes black. And I was like, but if I just cut up and I can find another route around, I can get over here. I can get to where I need to be faster. So I I started going up this road and the map just goes black at this one section. I'm like, what the fuck is on the map? And I'm like looking at the map going, what the fuck's going on? And then I'm looking up at the road. I'm like, it says don't, don't enter, but there's tracks obviously going through there. People have gone through there. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going. Let somebody tell me no. So I go fucking driving up this road. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, driving around, driving in this Humvee, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a landing strip appears on the, my right-hand side. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Next thing you know, I got a black van chasing me down with tinted windows. Every dude that was in that van got out. They were fucking armed. They were like, it it don't, I was like, they were like, it, you know what the commanding general says, turn around, get your ass the fuck out of here, or you're going to end up in his office. And I'm like, okay I'll evaluate my position here I don't have any ammo and I have no guns you guys got the guns and the ammo fuck it I'm gone so I left come to find out like not even a day or two later I'm sitting there watching we were on this hilltop out there in the middle of the desert middle of Death Valley and I'm sitting there watching and I see this plane come in I grab some binos real quick and I started reading the side of the plane and it's fucking Janus Airlines yep and I was like, no fucking way. Just another airline terminal.
1: Mm-hmm. Have- I lived in Vegas for 10 years. My old boss used to be a flight attendant on those flights. Yeah. She'd fly in and out. She'd fly in and out. She said, I asked her if she ever saw anything crazy. She said that they were on the ground in area 51. Uh, and, and, there- a, and this was in the eighties and, um, and, or maybe it was early nineties and, and a s- stealth bomber was out of control. And the guy ejected, I guess I don't even know if you, I didn't know that you could eject out of a bomber, but, and she said she saw that thing crash and blow up and blow shrapnel and debris all over the place. And she got stuck there for three days.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, the, you know, on those planes, uh, the airline uh, folks, personnel. They have to close all the shades before they land. Uh, not only do they have to close all the shades, they're not allowed to be near the door. When the outside crew comes to open the door, they're not allowed to be anywhere outside where they can see past the door. And I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. I heard all this shit from a, another friend that I was like, wow, if they're going to that level of security, there's something else going on
1: there. Well, I wish I had been interested in all of this when my boss was telling me about the stories, because I would have probed like I would have had a million like right now, if I had talked to that old boss, I'd have like a million questions. But but I just remember the story that I got, which was, you know, fairly limited. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess once everybody knows that Area 51 is a thing, then it ceases to be the thing anymore. So there's there's they've got to be elsewhere. So is that Nazi run or CIA run? Is there a difference? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, there is actually, there's a big difference. You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I've often asked that question because I've been out there mm, once or twice, and I can tell you right now what we've been told about the Bin Laden raid is all bullshit. I'm going to let you all know that right now, A. But B, outside of that, I can tell you where we built the house. I mean, literally, stone for stone, stick for stick, exactly Bin Laden's compound. And I know exactly where it's at, and I know exactly what hangar it's at out there.
1: Ooh, shit.
3: Yep, and you know what we did with it as soon as, as soon as we were done doing what we had to
1: do, we blew it up. We blew it the fuck up. I bet we did. You're not going to find that. Nope. I mean, I think it's just important for people to recognize that this stuff happens. You know, and and we're we're now getting into a really dangerous uh, time, which is a time where you can completely simulate somebody's f- voice. You can. Uh, match you know you there's enough technology out there to make it look like anybody is doing anything you want them to do you used to have to catch some guy in bed with his girlfriend you know i'm cheating on his wife or catch him with some little boy or anything now you can just deep fake it yeah, yeah. It, we have enough biometrics
3: that is have been collected that are already in ai i'm sure in several you different
1: you could make a case for you could you could pin you yeah absolutely you could pin something on somebody you could present you could get that guy's fingerprint from somewhere else and his DNA from somewhere else and say, this was found on the scene and you, and then you're just done. So, and, and what, and what are you going to, you know, and that'll work. That shit will work for a while. And, and so we're in a real like dangerous period where who knows what, you know, we already know the media is lying to us, but, and we know they, they show images and videos like the Kentucky gun range footage that has the, you know, try and pass that off as Syria. So we know they're not above doing that. But just think if they had the technology to just completely fake everything. And we're well, getting into that. Right One we, we fake f- a war. We've got presidents going to Ukraine.
0: Why,
1: <laughs> Why
4: are you going there if it's so dangerous? and uh and movie stars and you movie know stars showing up lady in her horribly ugly dresses um but hashtag ukraine one- totally here for for the u2 concert no, no no but but wait did did you did you put your monkey pox decorations up because <laughs> ukraine season is over it's monkey pox season now <laughs>
3: That's the new big thing, <laughs>
4: right? Yes. I'm afraid of the current thing, whatever. Um, I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> they can all fuck off now. But one, one other thing that they, or something that they presented in this book as well, um, plays right along with what you just said there, because when they put something in you to biometrically track you, like, in a pill that you can now take, right. Um, then there's According a
1: to the CEO of Pfizer. Yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. There's a biometric tracking device in there, but when they can biometrically track you, then, you know, you're not going to have as many kids stolen. Cause you just, you put a chip in your kid and you, you know where they're at all the time and all the benefits. And as they say in here as well, um, when people know they're being watched, they're more compliant, they're less likely to break the rules. And that's the most devious part. Mm-hmm. because
1: what's the worst kind of censorship self-censorship absolutely you, the, you, you decide well, not to say the thing you really want to say you how know by that how do you measure that like what does that do to do to a person a society I'll it just what, moralizes bro. the shit out of them man they Even just can't say I- what's on their mind then they just become they just kind of it breaks them mm-hmm. oh that would never happen to us we're strong americans really
4: it, Look, happens, it happens every day it even, even, okay, even in our own little like truther community, right? With, I mean, people censor, self-censor themselves all the time. It drives me freaking nuts. So, well, I can't say the word vaccine on, you know, on on you. I'll get kicked off of YouTube. Well, then I don't fucking YouTube, right? I like, it's, normally, it's, when, I, when we disgusting. have guests guest in here, I lay down the ground rules. I'm like, here, here's the ground rules. There are no ground rules. Say whatever you want, cuss if you want, I appreciate say whatever that. comes into your head, because, uh, I mean, if we are going to censor ourselves then what are we fighting for right what's the point yeah yeah Yeah. it's
1: it's it's a it's a strange a strange place where we're where we're going and you know look they're they're talking about transhumanism and they're talking about blending man with machines (laughs) well these are this is the same group that invented the concept of genetically modified organisms because you couldn't patent a tomato but if you change the the insides of the tomato if you change the genetics of the tomato just enough it no longer technically legally becomes a tomato it's something else it's something other it's a genetically modified food and that i can patent and that i can sell the seeds over and over again and that i can sell the roundup that works on the seeds that and the whole ecosystem there what if they were doing that to humans what if they want to add enough machinery to you that you just technically not human anymore, not legally,
4: then they can own you. And that's where
1: these people are going with this.
4: They're, I mean, they're, they're already there because what they went to the Supreme court, um, what was it? Uh, I want to say it was like 2012 might've been earlier than that even. And they, they wanted to patent a human being. And they said, you, you couldn't because it's, it's natural. And they said, well, what if we, what if we genetically, you know, what if we alter their, their genome? Well, then you can patent them. Then and how would we have... ever do
1: that? Well, MRNA it's... technology. We had Dr. Robert Malone on the union of the unwanted show that we did, uh, one week. And, um, I I was asking him, like, I said, well, so what is the problem with the mRNA technology? He said, well, the problem is once you turn it on, you can't turn it off. It just keeps making spike proteins. I said, well, that seems like an insane thing for it to do. If you're trying to help people with this in a vaccine, who in the hell would hire you to build something that works like that? And he said, the United States military. Duh. I was like, "Oh, okay. So, so we're making the technology right now that when you inject it and, and turn it on, you can't turn it off. And then we're rolling out a a, a, a disease with a ninety nine point nine eight percent survivability rate and a median death age of eighty, which contradicts all logic that we should." you know, it's unreasonable for us to act the way we acted. And yet we did. And we allowed these people to start the first round of this transhumanist agenda, which is injecting you with MRNA technology. So now you're just one deviation away from being an actual human being. And they'll just add on and on and on to this. And, and it's not my, it's not my speculation. Like you said, you've got the book. He yeah. talks about
4: this. It's, he just he just sure what does. Doing. Um, and, and, they they give it away in this part on aging, right? Because the other thing that that came out, um, we got the Pfizer data dump early this month. It just came out yesterday for um, for June, um, which I'd never seen it early before. But hey, cool! And it basically shows that they know that it's it's killing the elderly, right? Because that's well, what it's great
1: for do. them. It's great for the government because then they don't have to pay to. Social Security.
4: Exactly. So, And right here in this book, it says, uh, but there's another powerful demographic trend, aging. The conventional wisdom is that aging primarily affects rich countries in the West. This is not the case, however. Birth rates are falling below replacement levels in many regions of the world, not only in Europe, where the decline began, but also in most of South America and the Caribbean, much of Asia, including China and Southern India, and even some countries in the Middle East and North Africa, such as Lebanon, Morocco, and Iran. Aging is an economic challenge because unless retirement ages are drastically increased so that older members of society can continue to contribute to the workforce, an economic imperative that has many economic benefits, the working age population falls at the same time as the percentage of dependent elders increases. As the population ages and there are fewer young adults, purchases of big ticket items such as homes, furniture, cars, and appliances decrease. In addition, fewer people are likely to take entrepreneurial risks because aging workers tend to preserve the assets they need to retire comfortably, rather than set up new businesses. This is somewhat balanced by people retiring and drawing down their accumulated savings, which, in the aggregate, lower savings and investment rates. Um, so, what do you do? How do you how do you combat that? That disparity where you you have an aging population that's sucking up all the resources, they're they're useless leaders and not enough people being born and entering the workplace to to take their place. You kill kill them all. You kill them all. That's it. You kill them all. We tell
1: tell them that these vaccines are necessary for them. They inject themselves with it because they trust because they're probably good people that just didn't really do the homework and got themselves a bit scared and didn't really know what else to do. And I'm not a doctor and how would I know and blah, blah, blah. And they went along with it and they injected them with this shit and it's going to kill them. Yeah. And it's, and it's horrible. And it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. So but what, the, the, what but they also wrote about it in the spars pandemic document. And they said, this is how it was going to go.
4: So what else do we have to look forward to? I, and and asteroid, <laughs> an asteroid, yeah, I was. You are right up my alley, Charlie, because I've been talking about that for weeks, months now. In fact, I think now this is one of my many, many theories. My theories are legion, but um, <laughs> hold on. But uh,
3: hold on, Charlie. This is what it really is.
2: Look, here's the thing. Listen, I'm um, gonna be honest with you.
4: I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so I think that they are trying to recreate um, revelations uh, in in order to bring about the end times and change the ending. Um, And, of course, in revelations, one of the main things that happens is we get hit by an asteroid, a giant one. Right. So then there was a story that came out a month or two ago that they've they've got this thing called D.A.R.T. Where they're sending this, it's like a fucking refrigerator into space to try and deflect an asteroid. Except that asteroid's not about to hit us. So they're they're playing pinball with asteroids in space.
1: This is a bad idea. I, I'm just gonna go on the record and say that these maniacs should not be in charge of launching things at asteroids. <laughs> no shit. I, Do you- it's just. It's always
3: it's always when the left's in charge. Have you ever noticed that? It's always when the left's in charge, we do stupid shit like this. We're like, hey, you know what? Let's take these two atoms and we're going to try and mash them together. And what are we going to? F- oh, it's a fucking nuclear explosion. This is fucking amazing. Liberal in charge, mind you. Liberal in charge. Now we got another retard at the helm and we're like, hey, we're going to shoot this fucking nuclear missile at this asteroid that's not even anywhere near us. We're going to see if we can't make this motherfucker bounce. And when it bounces, it hits another asteroid that's in its projection all the way around its whole circumference of the universe, quote unquote, if it's round and as it (laughs) travels, it's somehow not going to clip us because we just bounced it into an
1: orbit. That's going to hit us. Pretty Uh, much. (laughs) These people are maniacs. They They should be nowhere near the controls. They should not be driving the car that is that is this world they they are the wrong people but that's that's a common trait you know that sociopaths rise to positions of power and narcissists and they're they're attracted to this stuff so i mean we we, i'm always shocked but never never actually too surprised
4: Yeah. yeah
1: yeah
4: i agree
3: so, I mean, other than the asteroid theory, I mean, what else? I mean, there's got to be more to this. There's got to be something like that we can keep our eyes out for that other than, well, we already see baby formula shortages. We're seeing the food scarcity problems happening. Um, what else do we see happening? Oh, inflation. The stock market out the crashing. Asshole. Uh, stock markets trashed. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Joe has a. A twelve-step plan. He's on step sixteen. So of the destruction of America. Yeah, because uh, he can't keep it straight either. It's actually it's a twenty-one-step plan, but he keeps calling it twelve because it looks like moon, and that all makes sense to him.
1: But well, I, you know, look, I mean, as 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 the co-author of a book called "The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire," I'm going to have to f- wholeheartedly agree with you that it is being brought down intentionally. These because we haven't been struck by the proverbial asteroid. All the problems that we've got have been government induced and by decisions made by these people for things to get worse instead of get better decisions to print more money. When you know, it's going to cause inflation. They do, they're doing all these, how, how is it possible that they can be wrong every single time? It's not accidental. They're not trying to make things better. So it it it's it's a it's really frustrating to 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 watch this because we have such an opportunity. If we if we put just half the energy that they put in destroying the world into making it better, we could be just doing we could be doing not worrying about a bunch of this nonsense. I, we I, really I, could be just going to the moon for vacations and all this, but no, we've got to fuck around and 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 start stupid wars and debase our currency and create inflation. It's like you're you're doing everything wrong. You're doing all the things you would do if you wanted to screw things up. You're doing all of it. It makes me think that you're doing it intentionally. You, no, I, it'd be this incompetent. They are so it. I, I actually, actually have the good news is it's fixable. You, I guess that's my point is that if there if there's one sort of benefit to this is that, well, if it can be done by these morons, then it, maybe it can be uh, undone by somebody yeah. who gets in there. And I hate to have to like rely on somebody else. I mean, I hate to have to depend on Elon Musk to make Twitter
4: better. You mean that graduate of the uh, young world leaders program in the world yeah. economic forum? Yeah. right.
1: You know what I mean? So it's like when you're putting your hope in, and in, in those guys to fix the problem, like I just want you to fix this one thing. Then, then I'm going to go back to not trusting you and your brain chips and all that shit. Just fix Twitter, please. You know, but like if we're at the mercy of that, oh, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're fucking trouble.
3: Yeah. That being said though, you brought up a good point because I, I, I've been thinking about this since you started talking about the uh, just how all this fits together. And it almost seems like it, it's not just it's not just pre-planned. It's like we can now if you look back with an open eye and, and an open mind, if you look back at history, That's this 30, 000 is a foot view. This has been attempted before and they failed. Think about it. They've attempted to control us before by a, a microchip. And everybody asked, well, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and he said, well, how is that? I said, what's in your pocket? Yeah. And he pulls out his wallet. I was like, no, what's in your other pocket? And he pulls out a cell phone. I was like, that is the first example. What they realized is they couldn't track us as tightly. I mean, cause there's a chance that you leave your cell phone in your house and you go out and you do other things. Um, there's a chance that you're not going to see that. Okay. Um and then he argued with me on the point that well wait a minute what if um what if there's something grander and i i didn't really think about it that way but what if like we're of the society for instance uh take for uh, i always take comic books cuz when growing up uh, when i was a kid i don't know that was my thing i loved comic books i was a big comic book collector but Take Superman, for instance, one of my favorite comics, because he's the only true superhero we ever had. He's the only one that had to act like a human. Um, His actual entity, he was a superhero, but he had to pretend that he was a human which always just kind of blew me away if you think about it that way uh you know bruce wayne he just always had to pretend to be a superhero but during the day he was bruce wayne uh, right. he took his mask off he was bruce wayne clark kent had to put on he had to put on that mask he outside of that mask he was kal-el from <coughs> krypton what if we're in a krypton type society What if there's something else going on here? And what I'm meaning by that is knowing the stories now from the new Superman movies that have come out and whatnot, uh, all of that shit on the other side. If you think about that, what if we are part of a Kryptonian type society where our government is aware that our world's going to be destroyed? Is that possible? And I have often said, no, that's impossible because our government's way too retarded to keep their mouth shut about something like that. But then I think about it. Well, what if it is because it's weird that we can't find any German that seems to know how to read this other German shorthand and we can't, you know, where did all the German scientists go originally that we had involved with NASA because now all of a sudden we can't find them or any of their ancestors.
4: There, there's a, there's a, yeah, uh, there are two habitable planets, 68 light years away, um, in the Taurus constellation, uh, in the Pallades system. So sure, that's supposedly where they went. Space is faking gay. <laughs> or they're on the, the dark side of the moon, which is why we can't actually vacation on the moon because some random Taurus is going to, you know, wander over to the other side and find the Nazis over there. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, garlic press he's been killing it over here he said uh bottom line when aliens from another planet come to retake the planet back we're not going to get our cleaning deposit back that's all we need to
1: know <laughs> yeah we've treated the place like garbage
4: yeah that's so
3: garlic garlic presses uh also uh he's 70 years old so yeah, i, I trust everybody who's bit that old. Uh, he's 70 years old. He's lived through the Cuban missile crisis, president being assassinated, et cetera, et cetera. So I really don't trust anyone at the point at this point, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's kind of true.
4: Well, and you know, that's, that's the other thing too, is they had to, I think they had to wait for the majority of the oldest generation, the world war two generation to die because it, it takes two generations to, scrub history so um you know they had to wait for most of them to die off so that we wouldn't listen to the few remaining their warnings that hey uh we've done this before we don't want to do this again
3: yuri Bezmenov said it best he, you know he laid it out how to take over a world a country um by mm-hmm. basically inserting yourself and he basically said that look the nazis have been doing this for years Uh, Yuri Bezmanov was a KGB defector and he said, look, when you get them in the schools and you start training generations, you need about 30, you need about 30 years because it takes that long for those kids to grow up. And now we're already there. We're at that point where the kids are those tight, skinny jean wearing fucking weirdos that go walking around thinking oh well this isn't good we need paper straws and uh, we need more stuff like that because it'll save the environment and global warming and they believe everything that's said to them on TV um, even though when you tell them well go look it up on the internet well I don't trust the internet but you trust CNN CNN you trust yeah, yeah.
1: MSNBC it's crazy and how yeah, they've, they've got they've 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 captured a generation and then yeah. it, it it makes it increasingly easier to get the next one after that. Because then you've got dummies having kids and they'll just raise them like dummies and and believing that there's a hundred different genders and that, you know, mostly peaceful protesting, you know, like two, two plus two equals five. You know, math is racist. You know, all this, all these Men all can- this nonsense, yeah. they just, they just <laughs> believe it. Yeah, men getting pregnant. They believe men getting pregnant. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it, uh, it, we it did just, it's a, it's sort of a litmus test to show like okay, what's the what's the baseline intelligence level that we're working with here? Like if I start throwing these terms out and you guys just embrace it, okay, I, I have an idea of what we're we're working with a real sort of dumbed down middle to lower IQ people that just well, will this, just, reg- just fall for the thing, you know, yeah. in the NPC class, That's the current thing
3: you just like completely. So sl- I, I was right yesterday when I went off about that woman, because that was my, <laughs> I had this lady, um, and I, I'm sure you don't know this, but we'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you in on the secret right okay. now. Uh, cause you know, blueberry duck farts is in full effect. <laughs> um, Myself and D- Justin Anders from Cannabis in Combat. Uh, we're officially, well, we will be putting in our paperwork to run for president in 2024. Why? Cause and we're vice president. We're pissed off with fucking Donald Everything. Trump and the people that he's endorsed, which are not American first candidates, which he told us to fight for America first before he left office. And now all of a sudden I'm watching him fucking back all these other motherfuckers that are not American first candidates, which irks the shit out of me. But, um, a lady had overheard a conversation I was having with some friends at lunch the other day and decided to butt in. And, um, we got into a little heated discussion and, uh, she was a Republican. She's one of those, um, Trump is God. Yes. Lord and Jesus. How how dare you? How dare you run against him? Uh, why, why wouldn't I lady? Everybody can. All you gotta do is submit the paperwork. You can do it.
4: Everyone should. It's it's five thousand dollars. Why isn't? Why don't we have like uh, one million people yeah, running for president? Six hundred people at least running for president every year. Let's right? make it
3: like good. Let's make it worth the while. But
4: fuck it,
1: we're gonna run. We don't give a shit. But <laughs> for you. I'll come out of my voting retirement and vote for you. <laughs> That'll be fun. This is like, this is the shit
3: that irked me. But again, I had the same thought. Like I had this, I, I actually got up, left the restaurant because I didn't want to screw up anybody else's lunch. So I actually left the restaurant, have this conversation with this woman and we went outside and she brought up. Oh, well, how dare you? And I was just like, well, um, uh, and it wasn't like that. She was like, she was more, uh, more Southern, more twangy. It was just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you it?
4: can't do it right I now. I can't
3: do it right now. But she was like, <laughs> it was bad. And I was sitting there going, well, obviously you didn't understand me. And since you failed to understand what I said before, now I will repeat it in, in such words that you can understand. And that confused her. And then she asked me if I was making fun of her. And I was like, yep, sure am. Are, are you kidding me right now? But that that's my point. Like you've dumbed down that part of society so much that at that level, no matter what happens during this race. And I tried to warn everybody about this the other night on here, we're going to be attacked whether I'm on my show or not, whether I'm doing my other thing or not, it's immaterial. I'm going to be attacked for running against Donald Trump from not only the left, but I'm going to be attacked from the right as well because those die hard midget brained Trump fans that are dead set on Donald Trump winning. I am now, you know, I am fucking the damn Bon of the world. I am now, you know, public enemy number one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're viewed as a, as a threat to the herd and the herd responds by ostracizing you, trying to make you feel less than, and then from time to time, just attacking you. So that's, that's herd instinct. That's herd mentality. That's what those people are. They're just part of the herd. They're the NPCs. They're going to feel the way they're told to feel. They're going to, they're going to not have an original thought. They're going to surprisingly feel exactly the way their preferred media tells them to feel. And you're never going to change their mind. They're just, it's just, that's where they are. So And those people are dangerous, man, because they don't, they're, they're unthinking. They can just be manipulated. It's not that we're all, let me be clear. We're all, we've all been manipulated. We've all allowed ourselves to be manipulated. It's a shitty feeling, but you, but you do the best you can to not fall into that. These people just, they can't even, they don't even know that there's the possibility that they're being manipulated and yet they've they've none of their thoughts are divergent from what the media tells them to think they put the flag in the bio when they're told to they get the shots when they're told to you know they they shame the people that they're supposed to shame you know they they just do what they're told and those people are are seriously dangerous and they're
4: everywhere everywhere yeah it's, it's ridiculous. It's a scary.
1: When see, when you, when you, ha- when you think about these things and I'm not, you know, I, I'm, again, we're not trying to say like, we're so smart, but we're, we're examining them. You know, we're at least just thinking about like, okay, instead of just blindly accepting it, we're going, well, okay, let me just think about what the motivations could be. Let me see if what you guys are telling me in the mainstream media is true. I'm just going to run it through the bullshit detector they see that as like you being against society or something. They see that as like a threat, you know? And, it, and I think it, what it does is it, it's, they're embarrassed that they're not doing it. They're embarrassed that they're, that it never crosses their mind to ever check to see if any of this stuff, they just reflexively attack you. So it, the people that are like, watch your show are going to be, they're going to understand what I'm talking about because they've been attacked for just being logical and reasonable and rational and and saying, look, uh, what I see, I am looking around and I see things that are broken and it looks like they're intentionally broken. And then the, that swarm just comes in and goes, how dare you speak against our president like that? Or how dare you not take the vaccine? Or, and it's just like, whoa, <laughs> you know, but we, we recognize what's going on. You know, so we sort of just, we, we, we have to let that brush off, but I think your audience, my audience at macroaggressions, like we're asking questions and just contemplating what's happening instead of just taking it at face value. And that makes some people so angry.
3: Yeah. You're damn right. It does. And the more and more I do it, the more and more I ask the obvious question. Like, for instance, my favorite is now, uh, why, why cuz like i just heard from a, a good friend of mine he told me that um they're no longer kicking people out of the military for not getting the jab really um, they they stopped that the army stopped it the army doesn't even give a shit anymore
4: cuz there was too many of them
3: it, they just they stopped caring mm. they don't even give a fuck
4: anymore they see a war on their horizon and they're more worried about being um no because ready to
3: fight. i think they figured something else out What's that? Because when you, remember when I told you, when I am processed the military, when I went into the military, I went down to, well, first I went to the recruiting station. I went to the recruiting station. Well, first
4: you went in front of a judge.
3: Well, that was there, but (laughs) then I went to the recruiting station. Then I went down to my, basic training site at my basic training site. You're in this little place. They call it where I was at 30th AG and you're down there and you get stuck through, you go through all these different little things you got to do. You go see like the, the Jag, you go, you get your power of attorney, you get all your other stuff that you need. You get all your pay squared away, blah, blah, blah. Everything else is straight before you start training. Part of that too, is a medical thing. And you go line up in this gym and they walk down the fucking line and it's an air gun with like five different vials on it and they fucking shoot your arm and you got a little blood and there's somebody there and there's mats everywhere. So when you pass out, you just fall over on the mat and you have no idea what you're being stuck with. So guess what everybody's getting now? I guarantee in one of those shots, you're getting your COVID vaccine. Put money on it. They're just they, not telling them. They just figured out that, hey, look, we can do this so much simpler with people at a basic level. You just come in. So I I I, you know, we were talking about this the other night when you were talking about hospitals and everything else and people going into hospitals being stuck on ventilators and everything else. Let's say you went in and you were on a ventilator, okay, and you had COVID. Guess what you probably got stuck with while you were there? The COVID vaccine.
4: They're not supposed to give you the jab for like three months after you recover from COVID, but they don't give a fuck. They come on. They don't. Eh. Mistakes were made. Yes. Yeah. When they're giving five-year-old COVID shots instead of flu shots, which five-year-olds shouldn't get flu. No one should get a flu shot. But anyway, I mean, that's just the whole. The whole thing is planned. The whole thing's been planned from the very beginning. From since. I don't know. I think even before World War II. But they, they did the the medical research in World War II. The so, Nazis did to start making this.
3: I've heard another theory too. And I wanted to get your take on this as well since we got you on here. Sure. Uh, the Great Reset.
1: Yeah,
3: I've heard that, that we're using the wrong terms. The Great Reset is not actually what The Great Reset is to cue what the final solution was to Hitler. Oh, that the great reset is the depopulation. No, that the great reset was waking all of America. Well, the red side is really the great awakening is, is oh, the, the great awakening great Reset is actually the great awakening. And the actual, like what they're doing is another, it has a whole other, there's a whole other group of words. I don't know what the words are, but
1: well, well, they've, they've made a decision that they're all in on this world takeover world economic forum, United nations, global, global. They're all in, they've exposed their cards. Like they've, so it's, it's, we're going to figure this out one way or another. If, if the people wake up to what's happening and make things difficult for them and, and do not, uh, submit, to unjust orders, do not comply to these authoritarian rules, um, then their whole scam falls apart and it's over for them. But we have to make the decision: Are we going to voluntarily walk into this digital prison that they're building for us with universal basic income and smart uh, CBDC central bank digital digital currency that we're forced to use? That's tied to biometrics, that's tied to vaccines, that's tied to social credits. Like if we allow ourselves to walk into that, it's over for us. So- it's over. We're stuck. So it's like we it's like, but if we figure it out collectively in time and prevent that from happening, then it is undeniable who the bad guys are. And we just reject that system and it ends. So then what's your take on Trump then? I'm interested because there were things about him I liked and there were things about him that I didn't like. I never, I never even, you know. I never shit on him the way a lot of people did, but uh, look, I never liked his relationship with Israel. I thought that relationship was sketchy. I'd never liked Jared Kushner involved in that. You know, I didn't like his relationship with the pharmaceutical industry, you know, pushing with operation warp speed, but you know what I did like? I did like that. He made a lot of those pretentious cocksuckers in Washington, DC, very nervous he was a real problem to them. And I loved that about him. He would say what was on his mind. And I liked that he was, he fought the mainstream media and I liked that. So I'm not one of these absolutists who was like, he's all great or he's all bad. There were parts of him. I liked to be honest, you know, and I, and, and to, and to be crystal clear before he became president, I couldn't stand the guy. Uh, because I thought he was kind of a smug prick. He seemed like a real asshole boss, you know, and Like, and, and, and there were stories I've seen the documentaries about the way they treated, you know, some of the, the apartment complexes that they own. There's some shitty, some shitty stuff in his back. And I'm, I work in real estate have for 25 years. I know that developers are the sketchiest people around. So like, I already didn't like that guy going into, it's not a personality type. I mesh well with I'm the best, I'm the greatest, all that stuff. But when he became president, he did some things that I thought were pretty, pretty cool. He stood up. He got us out of the Paris Climate Accord. I thought that was great. He had the balls to do that. They're trying to build something with this global warming carbon credit uh, crap. And he knows exactly what that is. And and, and he wanted nothing to do with that. So I give him credit for that. It wasn't a popular thing to do. And he did it. So, you know, there were some parts of him that I thought, He shook people up and, and, and I, and they needed that and his fan base, man, they love him. They're devout. They're, 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 they love him, man. They, they, they they would run through a brick wall for him. You know,
3: I'm not anti-Trump. I'm a, I'm actually a big Trump supporter and I kind of can't wait till the day I get asked when, Hey, you're not going to make it through the primaries. Okay. Um, who are you going to vote for? Donald Trump. That, that that was decided years ago. I, that's, there's no, I'd vote for him anyway. I said, even though I got questions and I'm unhappy with certain things, I wanted to bring it to his attention because I know what he's surrounded by right now. He's in an echo chamber and he's not listening to America and America's pissed. And he, I think he got his first glimpse of that actually in Pennsylvania (laughs) because Oz did not win like he wanted Oz to win. Matter of fact, from what I just heard just today, it sounds like uh, Pennsylvania will end up in a recount, which I know is going to piss old Donald Trump off because he's going to be like, wait a minute.
4: Well, I heard he's now backing away from the Purdue nomination as well, which can only be good because we're big Candace Taylor supporters around here. Um,
1: I think he first got his taste that the the crowd had turned on him a little bit when he went out think, on the road with Hannity and started mentioning, started talking and singing the praises of the pharmaceutical industry, and the fans started booing him.
3: Yep, Booed and the him. vaccines.
1: Yeah. And, the vaccines. Started- and, and, and he went, what? And then that was – that was it. Was it Hannity or was it uh, Bill O'Reilly? It was, was it was.
3: I think it was both of them. I think it was both yeah. of them. I think so, him.
1: so all of a sudden, that world tour kind of came to a screeching halt. It's like, oh, our messaging isn't matching. Yeah. It, yeah apparently, I, our people aren't big fans of the vaccine. No, and you know, uh, mental, you know. So, so, so he's Trump. So he's going to figure that he's going to figure it out. He's going to figure out, Oh, so they don't want that. All right. So I got to be something else. So maybe it, maybe the next incarnation of Trump, he isn't the vaccine salesman. I don't know. Probably still will be in my, in my opinion, maybe he just tells everybody he's not anymore. Um, but you know, they would freak out if he won again, they would freak out. Oh yeah. They would. I mean, and I know that there's people who say, well, well, you know, it's all, it's all planned. Who goes in there? Yeah. Yeah. But they will still
4: freak out. <laughs> so, it, with that, then whoa, we up? just got uh, our main channel just got booted. I think. Which one, Patriot Party Pod? Yeah. Booted like, like we just got kicked off a of Twitch. Oh, uh, we have uh, other Twitch channels. We have up, so they know how to go to the other ones. It's not a big ones. deal. Uh, PDC one still up. Yeah. Um, it says it's it says live. It's still live. But I'm I'm on Twitch and I I don't see it. No, all right. Jayquinn Master says we're all good. Weird. Weird. Yeah, because okay. we
3: went from like
4: a lot of listeners to like two. Yeah, and it went then- it went from like thirty to two, and I was like, whoa, where'd everyone go? Well, you know, I was
1: just doing. I was just writing this up for a, a new episode. I'm working on. Um, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, after this yep. latest shooting, um, was talking about this gun control legislation that what do you know? She just happened to have ready to ready to roll. And part of it was regulating live streams. And they mentioned Twitch by name and, uh, discord and 4chan and 8chan. So it's like going to go all problem the- reaction solution. Now we've got ourselves a shooting situation, which solves a bunch of problems with like whites and black, you know, race related stuff. Yep. The gun debate gets entered into this. The high capacity uh, gets in, entered into it. It's live streamed. Now we can drag the internet service providers and all the, the these. It's all these agendas wrapped up in one.
4: And uh, and then another interesting thing about that particular shooting: the um, the hero security guard that got shot. Right. He yeah, had, yeah, I just heard this. Yeah, he had a, a free energy prototype. <laughs> I stop my brain.
1: Yeah. You had a free energy prototype. I can't my brain, the conspiracy, the the tinfoil sombrero in me just goes right on. When we start talking about free energy device guys, Uh. accidentally getting shot at FBI backed, uh, totally not operation Gladio style (laughs) supermarket shootings with mentally ill kids that are being manipulated by the FBI.
3: I mean, this is the second one because yeah. the guy in the uh the, the guy that had the water one, the water engine, he got shot in a fucking shooting too. Holy hey,
1: fuck. just for the for the record, I am technologically retarded. I am not building any sort of engines that run on water or anything of the sort. I can barely get my cell phone to work. <laughs> I'm not suicidal. That is I'm cool. Not in a militia. I mean that really got out of hand fast. <laughs>
3: Holy shit. I had no idea about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just yeah. found that out today. Outdoor Gal brought up a good question. What, yeah, where 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 do
4: you stand on devolution? Yeah, you ever heard about you heard, have you heard of a Patel Patriots devolution? No, what's theory? that? Uh Patel Patriot has this whole series um called devolution. He puts out uh, he's got a Substack that he puts it out um where basically he thinks it, this is all planned, uh, that they are basically bringing down everything as a military operation in order to essentially bring us back up, uh, to the original constitution. And, uh, yeah. So well, that's, that
1: would be nice
4: wouldn't it Be and it's funny because it, it lines up really closely with Q, but Patel Patriot said he never read any of the Q posts or anything like that. And in fact, he, he really didn't know anything about it. Um, but his research lines up very closely to that. So it was very interesting.
1: Something so, else to research. Yeah. Is it hope porn or is it, uh, is it or, no. or is it anchored in? Is, Cause I don't know anything about it. Actually I mean, it's anchored it, in fact. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it He's really got is. a lot
3: of fact in there and I, I've enjoyed reading it. Uh, there, there's a, there is, uh, yeah, as <laughs> we have people commenting, it uh, seems very Q like, um, Could be a psyop, might not be. Um,
1: But he he brings up some good points.
0: Yeah, I look. I mean,
1: I mean, here's the thing: it's like it it's crystal clear that there's big, big problems. You know, and 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 of course, if you say, well, the military's all in on it, maybe the the people at the top, but the people in the bottom probably aren't in for this sort of nonsense, and. So is it possible that there are good guys working behind the scenes doing things? I certainly like to believe that, you know, for sure. It's like, it's just how, how much impact can they, can they really make? I mean, it would be because it's, it's clear that like, you know, the wrong people are out here not being held accountable, like politicians and corporate leaders that are engaged in all kinds of criminal behavior that get caught, nothing really happens to them. And so that's just sort of demoralizing to society. When you see that you go, Hillary Clinton's never going to get arrested. Yeah. Now her can, I I would love to think that, but she's never going to get arrested. And when you know that as a society, like just sort of like sucks the life out of you a little bit. So I do like to think that there are people that are working on the inside to make things better. I hate to rely on that, Cause it's something I can't, couldn't control or help out or anything. I, I hate to rely on it, but I, I do like to think that there are good people trying to make good things happen because there's a lot of really smart, amazing, fantastic people still around that get it and understand. And it, but it just seems like, we're surrounded by morons. It just really seems that way. When you turn on the television, you see how we're being treated and how we're being dumbed down in schools. It's like, God, am I the only? It's like, am I? Are we the only people that see this, or does everybody else recognize it?
4: I don't Apparently, know. only twenty eight percent of the population has a constant running commentary in their heads. The mm-hmm. the rest of them just like turn off. So which I've, I've seen, and now I get that, but my, my whole theory on that uh, good people in the government, and I love s- sucking on the Hopian pipe, um, but they also call me the mother of the apocalypse. So, you know, it's, it's a dichotomous relationship, but uh, if there are good people working behind the scenes, I, I look back and I, you know, you have to see that Trump's main focus in his entire, preg- in his entire presidency was fighting child trafficking. Child sex trafficking, saving the children, right? That's so much of what it was about. He did more to fight child sex trafficking than anybody ever has before or since. Um, if there are if good p-
1: look, if there's one thing that you would want as a as a human being to have on your resume, that's a pretty good thing to have.
4: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but if there are good people working at his direction in the government, or even you know, not at his direction. I have to think that that's what they're doing right now. They're not coming to save us. They're coming they're going to save the people that cannot save themselves, that can't fight for themselves, right? We're all we're all adults. Like put your big girl panties on, um and stand up and save yourself because if you're waiting for someone to come in and save you, you're going to die waiting, right? That's not what this is about. You have to stand up and save yourself because otherwise you're just going to comply yourself into death. I, I don't wear panties. You do though. No, your Ranger panties are among my favorite. Okay. Well, I'll give you that. See,
3: <laughs> it's the little thing.
4: Uh, hey, so I have, I pulled this interesting clip. We're not going to play the whole thing. Cause it's, it's actually a whole show. It's like, an hour, but the first few minutes are, um, pretty killer. It's, uh, it's, it's them in their own words, what their plans are. Yeah. So yeah, hit, hit that real quick.
3: Their own words.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. With all the current issues on our agenda, we tend to forget that we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution, which accelerates global change in much more comprehensive and faster ways than the previous three revolutions.
2: Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades, when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Because really, we haven't seen anything yet. I I think that the big process that's happening right now in the world is uh, hacking human beings, the ability to hack humans. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over.
1: There's a report from, a joint report from the government of the UK and Germany about transhumanism. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, this is one of the agendas of the World Economic Forum that's yeah. not hidden. It's not a conspiracy, transhumanism. And, and they talk about the RNA vaccines as an entry point, uh, oh, kind of opening that space uh, ethically and otherwise. So that's part of the push for why these particular products is it relates to that transhumanism agenda. And the, Explain the, for anybody who doesn't know, transhumanism, explain it, break it down. So transhumanism is the belief, is is the technology suite, I think is the best way to put it, mm-hmm. around the idea of both mechanical and biological modification of humans for improved longevity and performance, I think, in general. I think there's going to be this, a lot of breakthroughs on the medical front, uh, particularly around the synthetic uh, mRNA. Uh, you can basically do anything with uh, synthetic uh, RNA dna um it's it's like a computer program so i mean i think with enough with 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 uh, with effort that's not too crazy you could probably stop aging reverse it if you want um uh, these are you can basically do it you can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right dna
4: sequence if
0: you think about it ai is actually the fastest this
3: is uh... I would say that is everything you just said pretty much wrapped up in one. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to say that's
1: everything you just said. Yeah.
4: They they don't have I
1: mean I, I, I wish that it wasn't the case, but it's not it's not uh, speculating. They're they say what what they want to do. It's 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 the end. I, it's I, the end. If we if we allow this to happen, it's the end of, of humanity. Like it's, it's really, it's really that simple. And because you, because once you start Im- embedding chips into people, I- into their brains and somebody else has control over that. And as Yuri Harrell said, uh, free will, that's, that's no more. It's over. Then, then you, then you are no longer a human being. Uh, I'm always
3: reminded whenever I hear somebody talk about this and it always makes me giggle because, uh, something my older brother did um but do you remember the movie cyborg with Jean Jean jean-claude van damme a little bit the russian uh the guy from the rocky boxing uh when rocky boxed the russian Uh, dude
1: yeah dolph lundgren dolph lundgren
3: that's it um and they were the two cyborgs from vietnam that were blown up and killed and they turned them into cyborgs and basically made them like the ultimate like predator type things that obeyed commands and, went and did shit. And then obviously Jean-Claude, you know, he breaks and starts to remember what really happened. Anyway, one of the things I always found really odd about that was that is not very far off. Uh, for instance, my, uh, older brother, he flew in the Navy. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't know a wrong hole either, but <laughs> anywho, um, he is the smartest, dumbest person I know. If that makes any sense, he's got like, I think he's got like 12 bachelor's degrees. He's got four or five master's degrees. And now he has two doctorates. Um, He literally will be paying for school for the rest of his life. Um, But one of the things he went from flying planes to now he creates prosthetic limbs. The prosthetic limbs that I saw before I was, before I got out of Walter Reed the more and more I was looking at them, the more and more I was realizing that this process that people talk about becoming cyborgs were really not too far off from it. Um, they program this shit so that the leg reacts to what your mind through impulses in your body. It reacts to how a normal leg would react. So, for instance, if you took a hammer and you went to hit somebody in the knee and it was completely artificial the idea was that you would let them see this so that you could train the limb to operate the same way. And I'm sitting there going, are, are, are you kidding me? That's really cool for a guy who completely lost his leg. However, if you apply that to today, holy shit, that changes everything.
4: Yeah. They're interfacing a synthetic body part with your, yeah. with your brain. I mean, tran- I mean, transhumanism.
3: Yeah, that completely is exactly what everybody's saying. I, it's just, it's yeah. scary
1: to think and, about. And how can you, how can you shit on that if it's putting an artificial limb on a guy that loses limb? And it's like, right, you know, like if you have the technology to do that, you should be able to to do that. That's great to have an artificial limb for that. And it's like, but then where, where do we draw the line and who's in charge of the line, you know, and, and where, do, where, does it? yeah, but well, you know, I have seizures and so now I have a brain chip and now I don't have seizures anymore. Okay. But can somebody turn your chip on and make you have seizures? You know, like, you know, like where, where do we go? And, and it's just, look, if, it, if, if the right people were in charge of this technology, I could maybe understand it and say, well, this is just the timeline we're on as far as technological advancement and it makes sense. And, you know, but the right people are in charge. I could maybe kind of sort of get behind it as far as like the benefits of it all. But with Klaus Schwab and these guys doing it? No. Yeah, uh, no. automatic disqualification. Not interested in anything they're selling. Nope, none of it. I don't want to hear about it. it's going to prolong your life. Not interested.
3: How about this one? Uh what about the scientists that created the nuclear bomb? Right? Where were we after that? Because they disappeared too. That's another conspiracy theory. I get it. I'm getting into a whole separate conspiracy theory, but go look up any of the scientists that developed that worked on the Manhattan Project. They're all dead. They all died on natural causes prior to any World War II ending. Why? What did they know that we're not aware of? That they let the government know that the government's now aware of, but we're not aware of it.
4: I don't know. Is there technology
3: isn't what we think? Yeah, I, I I don't think we got it from where we said we got it from. I think they know where it really came from. And I don't think it came from where we're saying we got it from. Back to the Nazis.
1: That's another show.
3: <laughs> it, actually, no, this, it kind of fits in because it is part of the fourth. Think about it. The fourth Reich. I mean, what if the start of the fourth Reich? Because remember what, this is the one that I always go back to. Remember Chernobyl. And everybody says, well, why should we remember Chernobyl? Chernobyl was one dude's mistake. And it wasn't even a mistake. He was trying to prove himself to be considered for a commissar position within the government. And he was looking for that state job. So he went in, he said, oh, you know what? I want to test the injection, the ejection sequences. He ran two plutonium rods into one hole in the reactor. Which
4: everyone is, knows you're not supposed to put two rods in one hole. It just doesn't. Uh, there's some <laughs>
3: porn stars that I'm fairly certain would argue with. you, and I've seen the videos, so I know it's real. Uh, but that being said, <laughs> only with a close friend. A close friend. <laughs> so true, sir. So true. But with that, though, he tried to do that. That ejection sequence didn't happen, didn't work. We had the meltdown of K-Reactor, caused all sorts of problems. That dude died, and every doctor that was in that area died that night. Uh, Really bad, but I I think that that all kind of plays in this, because was that done on purpose, or was that done... I don't know. I mean, it did essentially destroy
4: the Soviet Union. Yeah,
3: it ended the rise of the USSR, so... Who knows?
1: You know what? I've never even really given that one much thought. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> because uh, I, got <laughs> I got a feeling. I got rabbit holes all day long. I'll keep your yeah. busy hours. <laughs> you just ruined my net, my night. Now I know what I'm going to be looking at doing all night. Either way, Charlie, where do people find you at? Uh, Macroaggressions is the podcast. It goes out in audio format wherever podcasts are available and in video format on David Icke's platform, Iconic. I'm on Rockfin, Odyssey, and Band. Video. You can follow me on Twitter at Macroaggression, and the website is theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. I've written three books, they're all available on Amazon. You can check it out if you just search my name, Charlie Robinson.
4: Fantastic. What are the three books,
3: real
1: quick? Just because The, the first one is The Octopus of Global Control. The second one is The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire that I wrote with Jeff Berwick. That's a number one bestseller in the United States and in Australia. Uh, And the third one is called Hypocrisy, Surviving in a World of Cultural Double Standards. That's uh, that's out everywhere. It's got Uncle I've got Uncle Sam in a straitjacket in an insane asylum because that's really where we wound up. That's kind of where we are. That's that's about right.
4: Fantastic. Well, hey, we're throwing a major event. Um, sort of. We're kind of, we've never done anything like this. We're before, kind of co chair. So we're, we're like cobbling it together, but uh, it's called uh, Border Wallapalooza. So I don't know if you've seen the TikTok video going around. Um, it's had a, a million views, something ridiculous. I actually told my friend about it. I told our contractor about it, and he was like, oh, my mom sent me that. So our friend Justin went down to the border wall. And it's funny when you play different tones at it. Oh, hold on let me back up. You ever been to Chitsunitsu? The um the old uh,
1: I've been no, I've been to um no, but I know what you're talking. I no.
4: So yeah, Chitsunitsu has that that weird acoustic thing where you clap at it and it, it the sounds sound like, a like a reaction, like a bird, at- right? The border wall does the same thing. No way. Yeah, yeah. It does when you when you put certain tones at it or even just clap at it. Um, It does the same thing, and it's made with something called vanadium, which gives it that rust coating so it'll never fall apart. But if you look at it, vanadium's a mineral, and it's got anti-cancer properties, anti-parasitic properties, all kinds of things. So anyway, so we are throwing Border Wallapalooza July 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Sasabee, Arizona, where we're all going to go camping at the border wall and play music at it and see what happens. Oh, that's a trip. (laughs) So uh, feel free to come. It'll be a blast. I would
1: love to. I'm going to be in Rosemary Beach, Florida for the 4th of July. Already my family's got to got big big plans for me but i think you guys are going to have fun and i want to see the videos
4: yes it's going to be awesome so we're uh, we're ditching our kids we're taking the dogs which the dogs didn't make an appearance tonight yeah probably because we fed them before the show probably <laughs> so we've but got thanks two- guys for having me i appreciate it it was it's been a lot of fun it was a blast absolutely yeah we
1: haven't seen you since uh denver yeah
4: yeah, yeah. And then it was just uh, briefly. So yeah, you were yeah, kind of leaving, he was when leaving we as we were going that. in. So. I know
1: exactly.
4: Yeah, and Mick yeah. was so funny. He was like, "We're just going to stay for an hour." We ended up being the last people there. He started talking to Corey Hughes, and like four hours later, we're looking at JFK stuff. And that
1: was it. <laughs> right before we started this. I was reading uh, a, a snippet from Corey's book he gave me to to read. So right before right before. So yes, it's funny you say that.
4: Finally writing his book. Finally,
1: he, he I was like screaming and- at him. November
4: twenty
3: yes. second, we brought him on. He's writing it. We yes. did a Kennedy um, yeah,
4: we did like four and a half hours of of him giving all his Kennedy evidence. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and I've only read like the i
1: fr- I've only read, read like fifteen pages of it, but it's good. He's a good that- writer
4: that
3: dude is a walking fucking encyclopedia. Yeah.
1: Yeah, He's, he's rain man. I was like (laughs) JFK rain man.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you got me beat dude. I thought I knew a lot about it, but you got me close. So yeah. So, all right. Well, this is awesome, Charlie. Thanks again. And, um, Anyone in Georgia? We will be in Atlanta. To- well, I'm sorry, not Atlanta. We will be uh, in Forsyth tomorrow, which is just outside of Macon. It's not as far as we thought. Actually, it's less than three hours. We thought we were driving like four and a half uh, for the Candace Taylor rally from th- eleven to three um in Forsyth, Georgia tomorrow with Mike Lindell and Stu Peters. So come on down and and They're see us. To join us. It'll be a blast. Yeah, yeah. So.
3: So either way, uh, really appreciate it, Charlie. You have a great night, sir. And we will talk to you later. We'll definitely get you to come back on. Appreciate it. So yes, that would be your fourth break. Um, Pretty much down and dirty uh, pretty quick. We're got to kind of end this. Yeah, because we do have to
4: get up early tomorrow and drive. And drive quite a bit. And I got to drive with her. So it'll be. I'll be sleeping because. Yeah, even more fun. Yes. I love talking to windows. There's so much fun to talk. to. Yes, I know. I might bring a
3: dog just so I could talk to the dog either way. Okay. Uh, we'll be back Monday night, 6 PM Eastern standard time for our yep. normal news show. So join us uh, Monday night, 6 PM Eastern standard time. We really do appreciate you all coming out tonight. Uh,
4: we will, uh, I think we'll talk to you later. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's about it. I'm looking to see what we have coming up this week. I think, Oh, that's right. We've got uh, on Tuesday, we've got uh, Greta. She's a, uh, remdesivir survivor. We'll we'll be talking to Greta on Tuesday. Yep. Okay.
3: So, either way, uh,
4: we will, for the Mick, and we'll talk to you later, folks. Thanks for watching.
0: Chasing rabbits
3: So tell me, how many times have you thought that you you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing?
4: You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head. Is, is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore.
3: So, we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot-oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push, and uh, we, found, uh, we found a bunch, and one of the ones, our first ever sponsor, was Cultural Life 1972. Cultural Life 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death, folks. So, Uh, They are completely, um, they're against abortion, and uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a a culture of life. Their money, uh, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life, and they support um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972, and the reason that it is 1972 is because why?
4: Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state, and the ones that fight against it. And that's a a pretty important list to have these days.
3: And and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get-go. We told her that we would support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And
4: uh, It's actually amazing quality. I wore the T-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a T-shirt and you're like okay, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This, this, this is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you. And uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's, uh, that's another really important thing these days.
3: So, folks, again, culturelife1972.com. Use promo code PATRIOTPARTY, and that will save you up to 10% off your order.
4: All right? Thank you.